Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 17. Today's episode is another installment of our series, Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games at the beginning of StarCraft II. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. You are able to get all the way to Lee June's outpost. Lee June is in a compound, or what was her deal? Uh, yeah, she's got like a secure compound, walls, sentry turrets. It's possible she might have some fuel reserves, but whether she's willing to part with them or not might require some sort of check. Indeed, it is possible. You approach her compound at first, and as always, like the sentry turrets, they, they track you. Yeah, we make sure to stop an appropriate distance away, wave a piece of white gauze. White and red gauze. <laughs> I suppose the gauze is uh, also red now. Two of the turrets point towards you and then temporarily shut down. All right, then let's go get our sweet tea. That's right, you guys head on in. It's getting pretty light, although you got a little out of the way, but you made up for the time, uh, so it is like early evening at this point. Uh, Lee June is out there to greet you, as is uh, Snowball, five yards uh, behind. She says, oh, glad you could make it. Make it in, hope you didn't have any trouble getting port side. We got your samples through quarantine without them being messed with at all. That's fantastic. And you said you had, did you say you had something extra as well? I think you did. Yeah, Lily had told her about the tower and it was... That's right, that's right. Sufficiently oh, yeah. the, the tower that Imogen stabbed in the face. Damn, that is mighty impressive. Well, I'm glad you two are all right. I appreciate you getting this extra sample. You did not have to charge a Zerg, ride a Zerg uh, <laughs> to get that for me. That was not that critical, but I do appreciate it. So we go inside. She's got some sweet tea out for you. Excellent. She comments like, when not you two pick up a, that's a nice ride. Well, looks like it was a nice ride at one point. Do you happen to have any sort of tool suite here? Uh, she says, yeah, we got a, I got a basic workshop. Just so we can give it a bit of a tune up. We found it on the way out. It's certainly better than- Oh, what- you found it from the waist. Yeah, you're definitely gonna want to tune that thing up. No telling what's, uh, what's gone in there. But yeah, you can borrow the workshop. That's not a problem at all. So, in acquiring these specimens for you, we met another researcher. What do you mean, another researcher? Like yourself, he's a bit shy. But I didn't know if you wanted to be comparing notes with others, or if you were working on something quite private. I mean, that might be interesting. If it's someone working in the same area, no one trying to stop the Queen of Blades and keep from getting captured by Minx, because it's probably okay in my book. He mentioned he'd done some experiments on Zerglins and Hydrisks and a drone. Experiments on? What kind of experiments? I don't know. That's a bit strange. Normally the kind of experiments one does on Zerg is, how can I kill them or keep them away? Now, snowballs, present company excluded. (laughs) It sounded like maybe he was doing some sort of science like you were. That might be interesting. Did this fellow have a way for me to contact him? I have a sort of uh, encrypted comm from him. Do you? Can I take a look? Aye. He said he'll only be able to answer it if he's near his lab or his ship. She takes a look at the encrypted comm. She looks at it, she's face kind of scowls a little bit. She says, I don't know if you noticed. Like, she flips open one of the latches and, like, turns it like, this thing's got a tracker in it. I admit I didn't look at it. I didn't examine it. Now... That doesn't necessarily mean that your 
other researcher is a bad customer. But uh, normally it's the kind of thing you don't like to disclose. Now he knows, well, if he's checking, he'll know where we are right now. It's a bit of a pickle. Well, he didn't try he'll, to kill us. He'll know that we stopped here. He won't necessarily know this is our destination. That's true. I might ask you to keep on carrying this. I, I can do that. I don't think it would be a good idea to disable the tracker at this location. No, no, I don't think so. Indicate this might be a spot of interest. Did you say he was Dominion or? No, I didn't. So, so he's not Dominion? He is not. All right, well, that's probably, probably an improvement. But he was some kind of scientist. Aye. Are you hiding the fact that he is a ghost from her or are you just, does Imogen feel like that's not, like scientist is a description of him? Imogen is definitely not going to indicate that he was a ghost. Okay. Imogen is currently trying to decide whether or not it's okay to say that he's with Earth. I'm like trying to determine what level of privacy I agreed to give him. Sure. Uh, also, make an easy knowledge terror check to like, oh, uh, how do most people feel about United of the Directorate? I have a failure with three advantages. And, and how most people feel versus how Lee June feels, who is an anti-Dominion criminal of some sort. I don't know. Yes. So you were in Umoja when that war happened. You have no idea what... There was some war in which the Earth forces took part, but it's not something you really followed. So you don't know like what the political structure looked like. Right, but I do know that Neiman didn't want... He was very cagey about his... He didn't want to be exposed. Correct. And it seemed to me like it was mainly the ghost psionic part of things. Okay. And not the I'm from Earth side of things. But I could be wrong about that. So, question is, is do you feel Imogen is like hiding something from Lee June? Or... I feel Imogen is being very succinct in her answers here. Okay. And I feel that that is something that Lee June might be like, why is this talkative person suddenly using one word answers okay. all of a sudden? Why don't you make a cool check, two purples and a red? <laughs> Lily's checking out Snowball. Lee June is a reasonably perceptive person. Success with one threat. You're being kind of succinct. She's like, nah, I understand. It's... Lord knows that I... I gotta stay protected as well. You just, uh, you be careful around these customers. Not everyone has. Look, the only person who's got your interests out is you. Maybe your squad mate. If you have known each other a while, you work well together. But you can never really trust most people. So would she know how to disable this tracker? Let's see. Let's see. I mean, we just agreed that we wouldn't do it now, but it might be good to know at some point. Uh, she says like, yes, I probably could at some point. Can you tell if there's a listening device on it? I don't think there's a listening device. That'd be a lot more. That would take a lot more volume, take a lot more power, be a lot more obvious. Would you be able to show me how to disable it? I can show you to the extent that'll make it easier for you, yes. But it's a bit of a delicate procedure without totally destroying it, for example. Oh, why don't you show me what you can? Because the time is certainly going to come when I don't want this thing on. I hear you. She flicks it open a little bit. She points you to a couple different wires, and uh, she's like, "Look, so what you really want to do is cross this wire here, so it'll be on like loop back of whatever its last ten locations were, or whatever." Okay, so it'll still be on, but it will be sending wrong information. Yeah, probably someone paying attention will notice eventually, but it'll be a little while before they get to that point. Okay. So you'll get an upgrade when you go to do that, and that will be a skull duggery check. You're like disabling a security mechanism, essentially, is the thing. She lets you borrow like a basic soldering iron kind of thing, too, if you wanted to do this far. Because she's encouraging you to do this away from here. Yes. Oh, so she gave me a soldering iron? A uh, basic soldering iron does no damage, but you can hurt yourself. Figure that out. 
basic soldering iron to borrow that I will return at some point. So she is very appreciative to have this cerebrate sample. She says it's gonna should help us give us some insight into why the Queen of Blades is the way she is. Whatever this creature was was closely connected to when she became Zerg. So maybe that's why she set up some creepy grave around it. And is so mad. Well, she's always mad. I don't know if that's part of the Zerg virus or if that's just the way she was. I don't recall her being so mad all the time, but ghost conditioning will mess a person up. What do you know about it? I would say I know less than I want to, but more than I'd like to. I never met a ghost who was happy, put it that way. They're effective, they might be satisfied, never happy. But I believe we had a deal, and I had information on a Cerberus science vessel that crashed on this planet. Uh, so she pulls up like a general map. Are we at the, the uh, command center? Yeah, she, you're actually in, she bites you into the command center. What's in there? We hadn't... She would like seen it from afar before. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of view screens up. One is like attached to the news. One is like, it looks like some security feeds of the compound. Mm -hmm. One looks like security feeds of somewhere else. Not the, not this compound. Okay. Oh, I will ask her about the security on her system. And I will tell her that the other researcher we met was at the Cerebrate because he had hacked somebody's systems, somebody who knew where the Cerebrate was. Really? That's a pretty small list of people. Now, you knew where the Cerebrate was. I did. Did you know that because you hacked somebody's system? Or is there a possibility that your systems are not as secure as you think they are? Unfortunately, I'm thinking it may be the latter. That's something I'm going to have to investigate. Because we didn't mention it to anybody. Even the people with whom we arranged to get to Redstone did not know why we were going there. That is mighty distressing. She takes that out. No longer sip a deep draft of sweet tea. At this point, it's a Long Island iced tea. It's a Long Island iced tea. <laughs> she pulls out a flask and adds a little yeah. something. <laughs> <sighs> Might be a long night for me. My security's been compromised here. Uh, yes, uh, you see some security feeds. You see some, like, Dominion Marines walking around. Make a two purple perception check, actually. Triumphant failure with advantage. <laughs> Triumphant failure with advantage. Notice what you wanted us to. Owl of dead dinosaurs sitting around nearby? Actually, yes. Well, not nearby, necessarily. You're looking around. There's all these view screens. There's also maps. And you see on the map, she's just about to point out, she's like, oh, this region over here, she's got marked like Cerberus Science Vessel. There's another region on her map that's like abandoned base. So where's the science vessel? That is to the northeast. I'll reveal far to the northeast. She shows you that, the, yeah, there's like a, the science vessel crashed is such a strong word. Rough landing? Yeah, a, an uncontrolled landing. So a crash. Ah, yeah, a crash. They landed there several years ago. And that was at the very beginning of the, the Great War. But it's definitely a Cerberus vessel. It came from Chaosara, where Cer the Cerberus Corps was sort of headquartered at that time. Science vessels often have a wealth of information. So, I figure it may have something related to your friend, your friend there. And it might be in decent condition. So, hopefully you can access the computers. If you can't pull out anything, you can pull it out and bring it back here. We can take a closer look. But yes, you notice the abandoned structures to the north. Like, it's an abandoned base. There's a reasonable chance you can find some fuel there. And that's not as far. And she doesn't, like, uh, Lee June doesn't go out of the way to point that out. There's a lot of things on her map. But you notice that would be relevant to your interests. So that might be the first stop we make so that we have enough gas to get where we need to go and back. 
What color is our vulture bike? What color do you want it to be? Red. It's red. Boom. Because the picture's red. I'm going to also name it Old Red. Old Red. <laughs> so Imogen will be under it, like, tinkering with it. Meanwhile, Lily's, like, painting the name on the side. <laughs> I know. Old Red. Lee June's, like, telling us all this stuff, and Lily's thinking of a name for the vulture bike. <laughs> Uh, is Lily June willing to post up for the night? Uh, yeah, she's willing to put you up for the night. That doesn't require any any special uh, concern. Does she have anything else? She does say this the science vessel, it's on the order of 30 miles away. Whew, glad we thought. You're taking your vulture speeder bike. You should be able to get there in a day, but you're not going to be able to go full speed the whole time just because there's, there's no road there. And you'll have to be on the lookout for Zerg uh, as well. Uh, she asked if you had any specific concerns or anything about the local region. She has some familiarity with it, but not a ton. Well, what can she tell us about the Zerg? Are we just talking Zerglings? Or like, are there fields of creep out there? There are some fields of creep. It's not a ton. She does not think there's a Zerg hive out there. Uh, however, she tells you that a year ago there was a Zerg hive, so something cleared it out. And one doesn't, Zerg don't normally just go away. So I don't know what that was. All right, this, I feel like it's us circling back to the concept that there could have been survivors and we might need along with actual people out there. Uh, she says it's possible. I'd be very surprised, uh, but it is a possibility. She like flips through some security logs of like what's hit her base, her compound from that direction. She's like, I have seen a good number of Zerglings. I saw at least one Hydralisk once. And I did have a note here. Some of the attacks looked a bit coordinated. So there might be a more intelligent Zerg out there than, than just feral Zerg. So what types of Zergs are intelligent? The balloons with the googly eyes? Uh, the overseers, that's one form. They're, you should think of those overlords, the balloon Zerg, as you might call them. They're sort of like relay towers. Oh, so you would need to have somebody else who is smart still? Uh, th that's our current best understanding of Zerg hierarchy. Now, it used to be there was always like a cerebrate or something in control, and it relayed commands through these. Overlords. We've been noticing as various servants have been killed or killed off by the Queen of Blades. They've not been getting replaced. We're not 100% sure what's taken their place. Is it okay to make phone calls from here? Give me a charm check. That'll just be two purples. That's not super offensive. Success. Yeah, that shouldn't be a problem. Because the war pigs, their action report that they sent us, they said that there was an unidentified Zerg. But that's all they said. They didn't give any uh, description of what it was. Okay, okay. I was thinking I could call them and say, there's some information missing from your report here. Can you give a more detailed description of what this unknown Zerg was? Like, was this a Baneling? Was okay. this? I like that idea. And Lee Jun has seen more types of Zerg than we have. So she might know some pointed questions to ask to get from them what that other type of Zerg was. Yes, she says she's willing to let you make a call, but keep it under like 15 minutes. Okay. Otherwise it might be traced and bad things could happen. Understandable. Lily, what are you doing? What's Snowball doing through all this? Ah, what is Snowball doing? So you're like working on the vulture bike. Snowball is like standing outside the workshop, not standing, crawling outside the workshop. Very vigilant, like looking to the left, looking to the right, take five paces to the right, look to the right, about face, look the other direction. Okay, so he's patrolling. It's as about face as a larva can do. <laughs> Words you never thought you'd find yourself saying. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'll name the bike. And was I there for the conversation about the Zergs? Yeah. I mean, I think like once we say Zerg, like surely that catches your attention. Yeah, I was going to say I was paying partial attention. So she's saying there's Zerg on the way. I say 
Well, do you have any more jars? <laughs> uh, she says, yeah, if you want to. If we're going that way, we might as well see what else. Yeah, that's entirely doable. Yeah, I'm doing the big, the big questions like, what should I name my bike? And <laughs> what's, <laughs> how many jars do we have? The important questions in life. What's the Zerg larva doing? Yeah. <laughs> Anything new with Snowball? Snowball looks pretty much the same. Lee tells you, uh, from my study of Snowball here and other knowledge of Zerg anatomy, uh, you need some kind of catalyst uh, to make him change, if that's what you're looking to do. Uh, without some kind of catalyst, he's probably just going to stay at Larva. He's been a little more active off of Creep, particularly since you've gotten here. Uh, he seems to have adjusted to it a little bit, which is actually a little bit alarming, but... We did see a Zergling go in to look like Creep and come out as one of those... Um... It was by a big glowing green Zerg building thing. Glowing green Zerg building thing. She, like, pulls up a data pad, pulls up a couple pictures. Like burrowed into the creep. Yeah, yeah. She pulls. She shows you a picture. And it looks like a big green, like pool of green acidy kind of stuff. Kind of like this. If the GM says so. Uh, yeah, it looks kind of like that. Not exactly the same. Sort of. There was a lava too, though. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. I wasn't looking to find out what he's gonna be when he grows up. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. You get to decide, provided you got the right catalyst. Oh, he could turn into a prince. Well, who knows what you could try to turn into. Our limited understanding of Zerg biology. Are you saying the catalyst is a kiss? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how these stories usually go. I think so. Lily runs off with a prince Zergling. Or it could be like Shrek. You kiss him and you turn into a Zerg. Yeah, that's probably more what would happen. That's probably what happened to the Queen of Blades. Yeah, that's, that's what you get for kissing Zerg. That's how you get the virus. It turns out Zerg virus just another STD. Yeah, DBD, man. <laughs> Okay, so then she's saying she thinks that you have to figure out what the catalyst is or whatever? Uh, yeah, it's we don't have samples. We don't know what the catalyst for various strains of Zerg are. But like inside a larva, it's technically all of the Zerg DNA to get the possibility to turn into whatever. But you got to have the right catalyst to get it to turn into things. We hypothesize that certain Zerg structures generate these catalysts. So you find the right structure, you can turn it into the right the kind of Zerg. So, but... Any Zerg could turn into some other Zerg with the right catalyst? Uh, no, only larva in general could turn into any Zerg. We've seen certain Zerg can sort of evolve further into specific other kinds of Zerg. We're not 100% sure why that is. It might be like limitations in the larva itself, that it can't go directly to these advanced forms. Okay. That there's some, uh, you want to call it like a pupa stage, except the pupa is also incredibly dangerous and deadly, and it just gets to an even worse stage. Sounds complicated. Yeah, I, I don't know how Zerg biology came about naturally. Maybe it didn't. Do you have a good sample of creep? Uh, I have a small sample of creep. If What are you looking to do? I was just seeing if you needed more. Oh. I don't know how much you get out of this place, but, or if they're <laughs> different. We don't want your samples. Yeah. <laughs> We're not Zerg researchers. No, I, I usually got plenty of creep, I suppose. If you found creep that looked or felt in some way different from normal creep, that'd be interesting. Uh, you, Imogen, did not mention that the Warpigs had described it or had not described in unidentified Zerg, correct? When I asked her if I could make a call, all those things that I said out loud. Okay. Because okay. Uh, I would want her input on it. Right. But she says, yeah, if it's an unidentified Zerg, mercenaries are, they see more Zerg, more Zerg than most. Uh, they haven't seen it. And because she was talking about there might be some smart Zerg around. Yes. The more we can find out about their command structure, we know what Zerg to target and take out. 
So why don't I go ahead and place that call now and we can see what information they have and then we might know a bit better about what we should expect. That sounds good. All right, in the meantime, Lily, you are doing cool things to the bike. Spray painting it, yeah. naming it, yeah. old red. Yeah, unless Imogen comes up with a better idea, but right now it's gonna be old red because that's pretty much what it is. I'm trying to think if there's a good skill that can apply in this situation. Right, this is like an artistic thing, I guess then. Skullduggery is like spray painting. <laughs> Graffiti. Yes, yeah, I thought about that, but. I'll roll for whatever. Do give me a one purple Skullduggery check. All right, three successes, one threat. Okay, you get old red on there. It's not perfect. Bike still looks a little beat up. Imogen, you're calling the war pigs? Yes. Specifically, I wish to talk to the person who prepared this after action report. Uh, that'd be Rocco. You get war pigs, uh, dispatcher. Uh, this is war pigs. We hope you're helpless. I have some questions about an after action report I received. I was wondering if it would be possible for you to route me to Rocco. You give this person like the number of your invoice or whatever, or they look it up. Yeah, let me make sure. Yeah, he's not on a mission right now. Uh, let me patch him through. Uh, he's like, war pigs, this is Rocco. Hello, this is Imogen. I arranged for your job at Our Lady of Perpetual Agony a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, that place is weird. I have some questions about the after-action report you submitted. Sure, we stand by our work, but if there's a mistake in the report, uh, we can get that corrected. I'm not thinking it's a mistake so much as there might be more information that you could give me about one of these things. You mentioned an unidentified Zerg, and I'm wondering if you can tell me any features it had. All right, let's see what Rocco remembers about this Zerg. Let's see, how, how many times was Rocco resocialized? Uh, probably only once. Once is all you really need. Yeah, so he's trying to jog his memory. He's like, it was uh, bigger than a hydralisk, but a lot slower. Did it have any parts of it that glowed? Glowed? No. Did it walk or roll or fly? Uh, walked real slow. Was it... Through some spines, but again, not quite as like a hydralisk. Like a whipping sort of thing or a launching sort of thing? In terms of... Of how it sent the spines out. Ooh, you know, it's kind of strained in my memory. I do apologize, man, the chaos of battle, I can only uh, remember so many details. Does Lee June have any other questions? Uh, does she have any other questions? Are there features that, like, smart Zerg have in common? Does it look like a brain? No, it didn't look like a brain. Is it the same shape as a Hydralisk? Throck like, well, it doesn't, it didn't really look like a Hydralisk. It didn't have, so Hydralisk got these big, like, spiked talons instead of hands. This thing had almost kind of claws, hands, going on. Like, imagine a big, angry scorpion, but without the huge tail. Okay, so it wasn't like this whipping spine thing coming down like the building. No, but there was like a, that's gonna sound weird, a bit of a torso, some sort of body rise. Maybe scorpion's not the right way to put it. Like a centaur? No, it doesn't quite sound right either. I, I, Ma'am, I do apologize. I, this was a, a week or two ago. And again, uh, the, the, in the chaos of battle, I cannot recall all the details that was... No, I mean, you've helped, you've provided additional details. We're just trying to ascertain what future threats are in the area. Oh, yeah. Trust me, we, if I see something like it again, I'd be able to recognize it. Okay. Uh, but I can't describe it off the top of my head. Well, if you happen to run into any of your other mates from that action and they remember anything, please make a note of it. I will do that, ma'am. I will say, however, that my squad and many mercenaries make a point to try to forget as much as they can. It is it. Tough business to be in, making violence. All right. Well, thank you for your help. All right. You have a, a wonderful day. And once again, we hope you're helpless. Aye. Uh, he hangs up. What do you do? 
I get the bike of tuna. Give me an average mechanics check. You get a blue die for having a nice workshop. Lily's just finishing painting it up. It's a nice hot rod red. I have success with two threats. You're able to clean out the bike sufficiently. Am I able to do anything about the black dye that we got from it? Or is that just a handling thing? That is just a handling thing. But you succeeded a check. This bike, you notice, uh, it's got compartments for storing uh, spider mines. It does not have any spider mines itself, uh, but it definitely has a place where you could put them. It's possible if we find things like that when we're out in the waste, then we'll be able to equip it with some weaponry. That will make Lily happy. Get some weapons on the bike. You mean happier? <laughs> yeah. Next question. I'm in a workshop with equipment. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have the components to fix your... I mean, you can pay the credits to lead you. That's fine. In terms of... Yeah, I, I'll do that. You can get a, a blue die on this check as well for having a nice workshop. Huzzah! Click, click. Oh, 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 there it goes. Great success. Success even with two advantages. Really? I have become a master gunsmith, at least with this one particular model of pistol. <laughs> I can now do the thing like where you disassemble and reassemble it with your eyes closed. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I want a new party trick. If you need to fix this gun again, or your next uh, weapon-related mechanics check, you can take a blue die on. As indeed you are becoming more familiar with the pieces. And you now understand how it works internally, as opposed to just being, it shoots bullets, I don't know how that works. Hover bike, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> but the gun, so little. It was the soldering iron, that was the key to fixing it this time. Yep, uh, more heat is what you needed. That's The problem wasn't the fire bat, you know, burning it, it was just not burning it enough. There was still a little bit of creep in there. So Snowball stands sentry during all of this. Yeah, Lily, do you interact with Snowball in any way? Do you issue some orders? Do you... I don't know what I would do with Snowball. I look at him, but he just kind of does his own, own thing. I guess I, I would ask Great. Lily questions about like, well, you were a soldier. Like, is, is that how you did patrols? Like, is there a particular style? Is it? What, what army did you fight with? It's easier to list the ones she didn't fight with. <laughs> fight with or fight for? Or... Well, I fought for the Dominion. I don't remember which ones I know for sure that I've done. Yeah, I mean, you remember your tattoos. You have a Confederate tattoo, a Dominion tattoo, and one you've... I think you've identified it as a Cerberus tattoo. Okay, so yeah, I fought for a couple of them. But is, does it look like he's doing something like I would... Can I change his formation? Can I try to give him an order? Uh, give me a leadership check. You get a blue die, however, because you are his commanding officer. That's kind of funny. So we'll say it's a one purple leadership check. One success, one threat. So it feels awkward. You take another strain. Okay. What do you change his formation to? Or do you just want to say like at ease? Or I just want to see... What he knows? I don't know enough about formations myself to know what that even means. <laughs> Okay, like you run through a, a set of drills, essentially. Yeah, because I would assume you wouldn't know formations unless you had multiple people. And that is typically, but like you can have him like march around. You know, you could say like column, half right, march, and he has to turn and go like 45 degrees. Like marching band? Yes. Wheel right, fall back. Uh, you go through like the standard military marching drill order. Okay. How much does Snowball know? That is a good question. And how much is, how much is simulated? Yeah, I guess that's true. He might not be that great at this. At first, the simple like march, at ease, other things, snowball like tracks, no problem. You start getting into like, you wouldn't even consider it advanced, but just sort of like the complete drill routine. And it's, he's clearly like, he's not catching you. You issue the order, 
and doesn't really know what to do. He kind of like stops, looks at you. Get upset or uh, does he get nervous? You know what? I'm going to need a... Knowledge Zerg? Yeah, this is like a three purple knowledge Zerg. What's a nervous larva look like? Well, I saw him getting attacked, but I don't know if that was nervous. Yeah. <laughs> One success. Like flustered is what it seems like to you. It's like I've been given an order that I cannot complete. It's like you've been told to uh, you've been told to like set power at like two thirds, but your power only goes in like twenty five percent increments. But it's like commander issued this order, but like I can't complete this order. Okay, that's all right, Snowball. Lily forgets that he's a Zerg and just is like, "You're fine." Okay, how about? You should make him crawl through the mud under barbed wire. No, actually, I wanted to see about, I don't know. He doesn't have hands, so hand signals are going to be a difficult. What I want to do is test his, (laughs) somehow I'm now the scientist. I want (laughs) to see how much he can learn. Okay. I stand next to Lee June. Sure. And I say, this is Lee June. And I step away. And then I say, go to Lee June. Okay. Interesting. Or march to Lee June. Something that's like the soldier version of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a two purple leadership check. Uh, you still get a blue die for being the commanding officer. Oh, right, right. Forgot that I got promoted with this little guy. <laughs> Just gotta have underlings. One failure and a threat. Snowball looks to you like he's got very primitive eyes. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of blink. And there's just like confusion. Okay. All right. I have no idea. Make a two purple knowledge sir, check. Uh, and take a blue die because you, you've been collecting some, doing some research here. Two advantages, one failure. You're not sure what the problem is, but you, as far as you can guess, Snowball and his, has like a set of pre-programmed commands. Okay. And you're not sure if Snowball in his current form is capable of learning necessarily. All right. I look at Lee June and I say, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, Lee looks at you and says, this is a bit outside my department. No one I'm trying to fight, sir, not teach him things. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't asking for her help. I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. At ease, Snowball. Uh, with that snowball, like, definitely relaxes. <laughs> His, like, spine slouches. Does he sleep? Legion says, I have not seen him sleep. Are they supposed to? Well, larvae don't normally, they don't normally exist for all that long. Normally they get morphed into something else pretty quickly. They don't live very exerted, they don't exert themselves very much. They crawl around, they get nourishment from creep. I do not know where he's been getting his nourishment from. So he hasn't eaten anything. That's quite possible, yes. Should we feed him? It's worth a shot. What do you feed Snowball? Sweet tea. You got sweet tea? Does he have a face? Yeah, he's definitely got a mouth. I'll just pull out one of my rations. I'm assuming we have those. Yeah, you got plenty of rations. Like meat? Everything eats meat, right? <laughs> a nice tonka bar. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I just pull out that and give it to him. Toss to him? Okay. Can he hold it? What does he... I mean, you just have to just, like, drop it on the ground for him. Unless you want to put your hand, like, in his mouth, or, like, right in front of his mouth. Um, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm not looking to stick my hand in his mouth, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you know what? Lily's reckless. She's not going to think about probably getting bit to death by a Zerg larva. Yeah, okay. Probably until after she's done it. Remember, don't stick your arm anywhere you're not sure it's supposed DVD. to go. DVD. Yeah, it doesn't mean that I won't do the same thing. Give me a two purple coordination check. As, uh, you know, Snowball's super interested in that. He's going to start gobbling it. Oh, okay. And he's only got so much control over himself. Yeah, he's hungry. Four advantages, two failures. Oh, no. It's not Snowball's fault, but, like, he's going at it, and it's like he hasn't eaten in a long time. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, you're feeding a, a parrot, and its beak gets you. Yeah. Or a cat, you're feeding it potato chips, and it accidentally bites you, and your mom has to take you for antibiotics and a tetanus shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could happen to anyone. Yes. So he does accidentally cut you, okay. or you cut yourself on him. 
And uh, so you take two wounds. Okay. Yeah, I've been bit by Zergs before, or Scratch. Oh, wait, does that go through my soak? Uh, in this case, yeah, it's just on your hand. Oh, right, right. That happens. Snowball, like, notices right away and absolutely, like, freezes, drops the stuff out of his mouth. Okay. And, like, he actually emits, like, a noise, like, sort of like a moan, like, or a groan. It, you get the only vibe you get is, like, oh, shit. I guess Lily's just going on into It's fine, Snowball. At ease? I don't know. You're fine, you're fine, you're fine. I'll just she's, take She's tough. She can take it. Yeah, give me a one purple charm check. You have advantages. You can take two blue dice if you want to spend them that way. Okay. Somehow I'm really worried about this larva. Two successes, two advantages. You manage to calm him down and assure him that he will not be court-martialed for assaulting an officer. You're, you're fine, you're fine. I think I might be seeing him a little bit more like a pet, so I'm probably treating him more like that, but... Uh, that makes sense. Because Lily's never really been a commanding officer. Or has she? We don't even know. Not with a leadership skill of one green die. <laughs> Does he go to eat the... Yeah, like, he pauses for still another second, but you, you like, assure him it's okay, everything's fine. Go ahead. And then he, like, slowly goes back to nibble on the... So he has to eat it off the ground. Yeah. Okay. And he seems ravenous? He seems pretty hungry, yeah. Okay, then I'll feed him a couple more if he's... Maybe we won't get our hands involved then. Yeah, uh, you feed him a couple more. He does start to slow down eventually. Okay. Make a two purple knowledge search check. One advantage. Okay. Don't worry about it then. You're going to cover a strain if you want. I will do that. He looks like he's having a good time. Okay, good. I mean, I look at Lee June and I... She seemed curious at all what's in this food or... No, I mean, they look like standard rations, so it's not... Nothing too unusual to you. If I were a scientist, I'd be like, what's in there? What did he eat? What can we feed him? <laughs> I don't know what kind of scientist she is. Uh, you know what? That's a good point. Both of you can make perception checks at this point. Did you want to work together on this one or do it separate? I think do it separate because we're interacting with the situation differently. Okay. Success with two threats. And I got a success and a triumph. Burr, burr, burr. So both of you succeed. Your vibe is that Lee June isn't really so much the scientist as like an organizer or someone who has resources and is generally capable. Uh, she doesn't sound to you like a scientist. She doesn't seem to approach things in quite like a, a scientific method. She's someone with some resources who tries to try and do something here in the galaxy. You have a triumph. Okay. What does that tell you about Liju? You could tell she has a bachelor's of arts in sociology. Yeah. You already knew that she used to be the confederate magistrate. Yep. You already knew that she fought with Rainer for a while. Yep. She's already let slip that she's a wanted criminal by the Dominion. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of hard to hide. Or it could be something about the Zerg, if you yeah. want Maybe like, oh, he seems like he likes this now, or... Oh, oh, oh. Maybe, maybe he could use some water? I don't know. <laughs> no, no. You notice, after finishing your rations, Snowball has, like, gotten into a pitcher of sweet tea. <laughs> And he is just, like, down in that stuff. Okay. Like, he really seems to like the sweet tea. wonder if he just needs water. It's very possible. Or he just needs sugar. Little like, guy's thirsty. Earth. Do we have any water or anything? I can offer him some of that. Yeah, there, there's water. Does he there. see... Oh, so he just went straight for the sweet, sweet he tea. He went straight for the sweet tea. And he doesn't seem to care about the water? Not so much. No. Okay, that's good to know. It'd be funny if it's the tea part. It's <laughs> not the... But he didn't get into the sweet tea before. You don't know for sure? I guess I'll ask. You know, I hadn't noticed. I was wondering why there was so much evaporation in those pictures I was just leaving around. Yeah. He doesn't seem like he'd be able to finesse them with his little arms. So I kind of think you would notice. You would think you would notice. 
Uh, she says she has not noticed so much before. Maybe it's because he ate the food. Maybe it's because we actually had a pitcher sitting on the ground from when we were working on the bike. Yeah. I, He's finally able to reach it. He's been wanting it for weeks. That's probably what it is. He hasn't been able to get to it. <laughs> Nobody's told him at ease. That's true. He's been like on duty this whole time. <laughs> you guys could have a relaxed evening there if you like. Okay. Snowball like wheat tea. Does someone want to give first aid to Lily maybe? Since your hand got a bit cut up? Two wounds healed. Nice. One strain. That's pretty much fixes me completely up. Well, we should just be clearing out all of our strain. Yes, overnight all your strain will recover. That will not be an issue. The real question is, are you going to take Snowball with you? Yeah, I don't know. It seems like a sort of a reckless thing to do, but... Yeah. If he fits in the compartments, why not? I will say that he fits in this the vulture bike without extra difficulty, but cramming you and Imogen in there is already uh, tough. Yeah, I worry about taking him into town just because, you know, <laughs> town. Yeah. Doesn't seem like a good idea, but the more we interact with him, the less Lily thinks about how he'll turn into whatever. We don't know when. Maybe there's a catalyst. We still don't know what he's going to turn into, and he'll be under control. But if he has something to do with the ship, it might be useful to have him with us. To protect us from other Zerg. Could be. Or lead us to stuff. I've never tasted creep. It might be really sweet. Mmm, tasty. I mean, creep sauce. Is creep made out of sugar? I asked Lee June. She is not sure herself. I mean, she knows it's sticky, gooey stuff. It could have a some chemical similarities to sugar, actually. Sounds like honey. A little bit. And it's how Zerg get their sustenance, as far as we know. Just take a few canteens of sweet tea with us when we go. Uh, by all means, she gives, she's willing to give you sweet tea. It's too late. I've already poisoned him. He's going to puke all over the vulture bike. <laughs> <laughs> but Lee June doesn't think that regular creep will be a catalyst? Not in itself, no. I mean, it provides some nutrition, certainly. Although, like, this implant is... It's primarily modified his neural activity, but it might have some side effects as far as the rest of his physiology as well. Oh, it might be suppressing him from changing. It might have replaced the thing that would normally prompt a larva to change with it's waiting for a signal from the device. I think that's part of it, yes. I think if you directly induce a catalyst, it's going to change, but the implant will still be in place for what it's worth. So I've got a rank in mechanics now, and the Zerg is well-fed and happy and has its commanding officer present. Yep. Can I try taking a look at this device again? Snowball is definitely nervous as you approach, particularly as you approach his like, head. He's going to need some reassurance from his commanding officer. Is there a soldier thing to for that? Normally that's leadership. One purple. He is not hard to order around. I mean, you could order him to stand at attention. I don't know enough about military specifically to know if there's anything that's like hold still soldier oh hold still soldier yeah hold the line hold one failure so can i try a charm check to reassure this thing for you it is going to be one red but i'm allowed to use charm you are allowed to use charm because snowball has been sufficiently socialized i mean you did carry him around in your bag for a while success with advantage he's willing to allow you to come close and you just want to examine the, the thing? Yep. Okay, it sounds like a mechanics check. Uh, it is going to be a hard mechanics check. Three threats, but no success. I, like, electrocute myself on it. You don't necessarily zap yourself, but, like, you had sort of calmed Snowball down. But you're, like, you, you accidentally, like, touch something on there. And he doesn't like that. And he, he backs up and he goes, like, back towards behind Lily, even. He doesn't like me anymore. He's just, he's maybe a little scared of you. He doesn't know what your deal is. Ah, see, uh, the shoe's on the other foot. 
Aaron for once. You are the hydralisk to him. Yeah, I mean, you're huge. I mean, hopefully he doesn't drop a giant mining platform on me. Because he'll hurt himself? All right. I don't think I can figure anything out about that device, so I'm willing to call it tonight. Yeah, is he going to sleep or something? Your best understanding is that he doesn't sleep. There's a state of torpor, is as close as it gets. Okay, whatever that means. Lily doesn't know what torpor means. Okay, you guys have a night. Well, I still make him a little bed because... For all that Lily is sure she doesn't like Zerg, she named him. And so, she's going to make a little bed for him in the corner. While Lily's puttering around setting up a doggy bed, I'm going to attempt to ignore all the distractions in the room around me and meditate. I thought you were going to try to like light up the side gauntlet again. No, Neiman told me I needed to practice meditating and ignoring the chaos around me. I mean, it's, uh, you know, he said it's boring, but it is where you have to start. Give me a two purple discipline check. Success with two threats. You and Lily are like sharing a room because there's not a lot of space in, in the compound here. You sense that Lily is there. You sense that Snowball is there. A couple rooms away, you can sense that Lee June is there. Lee June, you get some anxiety feelings coming from her. Oh, actual sensing of emotions. A little, ever so slightly. What would you say emotions are coming off of Lily? Oh, she's, if I'm making the bed? Yeah. Probably not a lot. She's probably just concentrating on making the bed. So I don't know what that would be. It's like you're making this bed. You certainly don't have to make a bed for Snowball. Is this like a maternal type thing or like an owner type thing or like this is a practical thing? That's a good question. I think this might be a little bit more like maybe an owner and a pet sort of thing. I don't know. Okay. It could be a little bit of like, it's some sort of maybe a duty. I don't know. Maybe she's, maybe it's a little bit curious. She's kind of curious if it's going to sleep or rest or. Okay. I will say you, whereas like from Lee June, there was like a relatively strong anxiety that you got for a moment. From Lily, things are much more leveled out. Oh, but also there's something about being re-socialized that you can't sense some stuff. So I don't know if that... Yeah, that's where, like, your emotions have just been kind of, like, deadened a little bit overall. Yeah. Uh, I will say. Okay. I mean, that seems like it fits with the way Lily kind of is. Yeah. So you get a little bit of, there's, like, a hint of curiosity, a hint of practicality. It's, like, Lee June is sort of, like, easier to, I don't know. And it might not be that you're getting a reading off them now, but you just reflect. You're reflecting. And, like, oh, yeah, Lee June was really upset that this thing was... There's a tracker in it, and uh, Lily is doing her usual Lily thing, except she's got this larva pet. And do I get any vibes related to how the larva feels? Ooh, what was your final, your total roll? It was two successes and two threats. You do not. But I thought the larva was projecting, at least he was to me. To you, perhaps. Yeah. Does he, is he still doing that? Like, am I still getting that sense? Yes, you still get some of that sense. You're getting a sense of contentment, I would say. Okay. That helps a lot for me to know, like, if he likes what he's eating and stuff like that. Like, if it's food for him or not. Okay, I don't say anything that he projects stuff to me because I just assume that's everybody can sense it because it's not like I'm particularly (laughs) anything. Right, right. And it's more like you get a feeling of like, yeah, Snowball looks, he looks happy. Okay. So it's not even necessarily an active feeling that you have. Just a general sense of, oh, yeah, yeah, like, oh, Snowball's swallowing orders, Snowball's. Standing guard, snowballs. I did not poison him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he really likes that ration. And the sweet tea. Okay, that's kind of good to know. And he really didn't like whatever... Well, he hid behind me. He's not very, like, deceptive with his body language, to be honest. No, he's not. He's very open <laughs> to you. He's a loyal soldier. Does he go into the bed? Uh, that you made for him? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
yeah, he goes to the bed and, you know, kind of, he doesn't really curl up, but like he crawls in there and kind of like slumps down. So did you like just like set up a box or did you like make a nest of blankets? What was the bed? I was thinking just like a blanket. Well, I don't know how big he is, but just like a blanket that's like in the shape of a nest. Yeah, he's like the size of a small child, so. Yeah, maybe a pillow or or another blanket or whatever. So yeah, dog size is certainly appropriate. In dog bed, he could fit. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking that I was making. I didn't think about a box. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't occur to me. Uh, But yes, that is what Snowball is up to. That's what Imogen is up to. Uh, You do not get any other life sign readings. Next morning comes by. You're woken up to the sound of uh, sentry gun turrets. Oh. You see, uh, I don't know, do you like rush up? What do you do, actually? How often does that happen when we've stayed here last? You stayed over here overnight once before, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say there was not that much. There was some sentry gunfire before, so do probe often. I'm not used to this. I jump up and grab my gun and run out. You know what? There's no reason not to, honestly. Just Courageous and reckless. Yeah. You grab your gun, you head out. You see Lee June. Uh, she's got some coffee, actually. Very weird for her. She just kind of like waves at you. She looks totally disinterested in sentry gun fire. Okay, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Imogen's just like, what's going on? What is it? She's like, what? Oh, it's just a six o'clock attack. Wait, six eight. She like looks at her watch. The dag nabbing up and up all night. <laughs> Thought it was kind of bright out here. I had to revamp my whole security system. Turns out someone had been snooping on my network. What's the 6 a.m. attack? Oh, it's Zerg. Uh, they like to attack on the regular. Is this a normal Zerg thing, or like you were saying that they were seeming coordinated? They are seeming a bit more coordinated. It's not always like this. They've been picking up the pace. It's nothing my turrets can't handle. As far as I know, they just might be calling their own numbers, rooting out the weak. Were you able to repatch your security system? Your networks? I think so. Not a computer expert, uh, but I've been around the block once or twice. Whoever busted in, they had some, they had some advanced methods, I'll say. Not the kind of operation I know I've seen working around this sector usually. Was this just software or was there some device installed? Uh, no, this was just software. Someone was able to get in. They were just able to sort of piggyback whatever I was pulling in, pull it down for themselves too. They must have been to this planet before uh, to at least know how to get my data, but I didn't find any hardware. Believe me, I looked. But I feel like I would have noticed if somebody tried to get into my compound without me noticing. Did she ever answer the question of whether she would want to collaborate with another person? Because I showed her the comm device that he gave, and then we got side-railed by, oh, it's got a tracker in it. Yeah, she said she would be interested in, like, contacting such a person. Okay, I will not place the call from this location. Okay. How do you get supplies here? <laughs> uh, she says I grow a lot of my own stuff that I need. Bullets and whatnot, I, I arrange to have some deliveries made to a safe intermediate location. Now I go pick them up. Because we could have brought something from town. <laughs> True, if you had, like, called ahead. Yeah. <laughs> we knew that she needed stuff if we thought about it. I mean, you sort of had your own things to deal with in town. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, that's something to think about later. How would she want to handle the communication type thing? I have a way to call her. I have a way to call him. I don't want to be an operator plugging in the cables and connecting people all the time. Right. Somebody has to make a leap of trust at some point and be like, here is my phone number. She asks you, you're sure this guy is not Dominion, right? He is not Dominion. That is correct. He seems trustworthy, dealt fair with you? Yes. He could have taken our sample by force, and instead he gave us a lift out of a dangerous situation and took a reasonable quantity. 
He seems to be operating as a free agent now, and he's not a fan of the Dominion. Well, that's someone I can get behind. Tell you what, you take my number, you give it to him, but at the same time, when you give him my number, I want his number. We could just go somewhere else and call him. You could talk to him. Yeah, she's like, I don't like to leave my comp out any more than I have to. I just didn't want to call him from here because if he's got the tracker on this thing, then... Yeah, yeah, that's going to get a little too obvious. For all we know, he didn't put that tracker in there. Someone might be tracking him and wants to track his associates. All right, I can talk to him about that. Actually, yeah, before you give him my number, I want to know what the deal with this tracker is. Okay. I mean, it might just be a precaution, but it's a little unsettling. All right, I can confront him about the tracker. Everything else he said was pretty above board. He wasn't acting shifty-like when he gave this to me. All right, I appreciate that. I mean, I might, might be able to work with him, be another person who can acquire samples. All right, so I suppose we'll, we'll wait till the six o'clock attack dies down before we head out then. Yeah, it doesn't take long. It's like less than 15 minutes. Yeah, I want to give them time to, you know, go back to wherever else they go. <laughs> Question, do you take Snowball with you? He's pretty indestructible, you said, right? Yes, Zalarva have extremely thick hides. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Battering ram. No? Just <laughs> put him out the we front of the vulture bike. We bam, just do a bam. catapult. I, I was trying to think what if Lily really thinks about it too much or not. Like, what the instinct would be. I mean, we might as well take him. If he came from the ship, maybe there's something that... I think it would be good because we might be going to the place that installed the thing in his head. Yeah, I'm sure there's nothing that could go wrong with that. Nope, not at all. Lily doesn't even think about that. Lily just packs him up then. Takes him in a backpack. Yeah. All right, he's in the backpack. And we can take some extra sweet tea. This is why I asked about supplies, because she's always so generous with her sweet tea. Yeah, she gives you like her sweet tea mix, so you can just add water. Okay. If you want, or if you just want to give Snowball the mix straight. Oh my goodness, you've ruined everything. Here I thought she was brewing it out in the sun the whole time, and it's just a it's just 4C iced tea mix. I mean, it's a fancy brand. Yeah, because I was like, where does she get her supplies? Where does she get her sugar? She's probably not growing sugar cane. That's true. Uh, you know, she cannot reveal all of her secrets. But we have to make a stop at the rendezvous to deliver the letter. And also we need to get gas. Does she have any gas? She does not have any gas like that here. She's like, it's not that expensive, but it's just not something I keep around. Right. You guys had noted the like abandoned structures. That would be a place where it'd be relatively easy to scavenge some. Yeah. So I think first stop is mail delivery. Second stop, try to scavenge more fuel and then continue on. Are there any supplies that she needs? Uh, that Lee June needs? Yeah, anything we could be on the lookout for. She needs equipment or samples or whatever. Right. She says, if you run across any unusual Zerg examples, same kind of thing. I will okay. pay for those. Those are definitely useful. Regular supplies, I mean, those are always handy. If you find anything, that's not a big deal, though. She, like, points out of the compound, like, I got a lot of, like, junk around. I got more stuff than I know what to do with, really. Okay. And, well, bullets are cheap, so... Yeah, so maybe next time, if there's a next time we come visit her, which there probably will be, maybe we call ahead if you need anything from town. She would appreciate that because she doesn't, she does not take many visitors. That would save her the risk of leaving her compound. Yeah. You've been listening to Fraud Investigators, set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe and played using Fantasy Flight Games' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Dan, and our players were Lex and Jen.
For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, don't be dumb.